0: back to the broken table wrestling podcast my name is steven joined by my partner alec on this episode we are going to be covering last week's raw and smackdown so that is the raw from january 20 february 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 20 february 20th 20th and the smackdown from february 24th uh alec will get us started with raw
1: yeah let's kick it off at raw We started off with uh, Sami Zayn making his entrance. Uh, Big crowd pop as usual. He did a promo. And he basically said that even though he lost Roman Reigns, he got pinned. The story never ends. And that he will continue to fight the bloodline. But he wants to do it with Kevin Owens. He requested Kevin Owens' presence. Kevin Owens came out. And um, although us fans really wanted him to do that, Kevin Owens said no, and he basically said, I didn't save your ass for you. I did it for me. I did it for your family, so they don't have to watch you suffer as they watched me suffer at the Royal Rumble. And um, he ended it saying, if you want help, ask your boy Jey Uso, which was a very good line. Threw the microphone at his chest, promptly left uh, the ring. What are your thoughts on this promo?
0: Genius. Really, really, really genius. Um, I think you're right. So many people want us to see Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens. And don't get me wrong. We are definitely headed to that route. We will definitely see Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens against the Usos for the tag team titles. But beautifully done, Triple H, creative, beautifully done. Do not give it to us right now. Slow play it, have, have us wait. Kim not doing it yet. It's awesome. And you're right. The Jey Uso line, so good. It continues to drive that tension of the greatest storyline in wrestling. The storyline that we are still all are very much focused on is on what is happening with the bloodline now that Sami Zayn did what Sami Zayn did. I think the promo was awesome. And again, cannot wait for Sami Zayn, Kevin Owens versus the Usos at wrestling.
1: Yeah, all we needed from this segment was a tease. A tease that it was going to happen. And I feel like we got that Logistically, there's no way in hell that this promo should have been Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn hugging in the middle of the ring as they start their journey to defeat the bloodline. This was the most logistical decision you could make. Why would Kevin Owens ever forgive Sami Zayn for what he's done for the past, you know, let's say six months or so, maybe more. So it was a smart move to have that promo gone the way it did. I'm glad it went that way. But like you said, I feel like we're definitely getting towards Sammy and KO versus the Usos, and we have a lot of time to build that up before Mania. So Kevin Owens leaves, Sami Zayn makes his way out the ring. And what do you know? He gets attacked by Baron Corbin as revenge for last week's Baron Corbin segment, getting interrupted by Sami Zayn. Baron Corbin didn't think he should have got interrupted by Sami Zayn. He thinks he's better than that. And you know, it was just part of the whole shit on Baron Corbin ever since JBL left him. And uh, that led to a match. Uh, I'd like to get your thoughts on that match.
0: Baron Corbin sucks. <laughs> Baron Corbin sucks. Um, I think they totally screwed him. I think he's a very good wrestler. Maybe he's not great, but I mean, he walked right in. He won the Andre the Giant World Battle Royal, and to this day, that's his biggest Um, So I think that they just did a really poor job with him. They taking away the Lone Wolf from Baron Corbin was never a good idea. Making him this happy, sad, whatever. And then they tried, they tried with JBL. They thought maybe we give, and it didn't work and it didn't go over. And now, now it's over. So I think these pointless matches with big time competitors, I'm not really sure what it's doing. Um, again, I don't really know where we go with Baron Corbin's character. I'm glad Sammy won. Sammy needed a victory after what happened at Elimination Chamber. So glad they gave Sammy kind of that victory. Continue his steam, not let him die out.
1: Yeah, I, I totally agree. And back to what you were saying about Corbin real quick. He is a very serviceable wrestler. He he could wrestle. He could put on a match. It's just, it's one of those guys who, you know, Triple H or even Vince McMahon at the time, they don't know what to do with him. And I feel like his best gimmick was the lone wolf. And, you know, taking him away from that gimmick has been his downfall ultimately. But the match itself was great. You know, Corbin acting his usual cocky self. Sami Zayn getting pummeled at first and then coming back. And uh, I like what he's been doing lately with his finisher, the Huluva kick. He's been doing it out of nowhere, just like the RKO, you know. One moment, uh, Baron Corbin's running to the opposite side of the ring. What do you know? Sami Zayn's following him, hits him with a Huluva kick, one, two, three, match is over. I I like that new alternative to his finisher, and I think that was a great thing to do. And as we'll talk about on SmackDown, he did it again on SmackDown, which we'll get into later. But uh, it was a good match. I'm glad they gave Sami a win. Obviously, he could never lose to Baron Corbin on any planet. But it was a good good opening to the show with the promo in the match. And after that, that led us to Dolph Ziggler versus Mustafa Ali. This is a feud that's been going on for a couple months now. Um, the whole point of the story is that Dolph Ziggler has been getting all of his recent opportunities handed to him, while Mustafa Ali has to scratch and tear and work for every bit of opportunity that he gets. Uh, This was a good match. These are two very, very good workers. Ali obviously is extremely underrated and ended with, Ali ended up getting the win, which he was very shocked about. What are your thoughts on this match? Were you as shocked as Ali was?
0: Honestly, yeah. I did not think that Ali would win. I definitely thought we were going to see Dolph Ziggler win. Um, I've always loved Ziggler dating back to even when he was with EJ Lee and Big E, and he won the title and Survivor Series, you can never forget Survivor Series. Um, yep. So I definitely think that I thought Dolph would win. Um, I like that Dolph is kind of getting a little bit more TV time. I feel like we went, we've gone like so many years like without a lot of Dolph, and Dolph's like you're like you said like one of the greatest workers, like a great wrestler. He's got the the I losing words. I mean, he's got. The hard he's got everything you could possibly want in wrestler. So I think it's good to see him getting out there, showing what he does best. Um, but yeah, I think I was shocked that Ali picked it up. Uh, but you said Ali's a very good wrestler. I hope this is done. I don't really need to see this anymore. Move Ziggler somewhere else. Move Ali onto his next thing. Just not retribution.
1: Yeah, you know, let's be real for a sec. They're probably not going to stop it there. They're probably going to have a, at least one more match or segment or something along the lines of that. Um, like I said before, great match between two workers. Ali had one of the most unique and best counters to the Dolph Ziggler's Famouser when he went on the handstand and he proceeded to roll him up, I believe, for the one, two, three. My only issue with this match, and I told you this before we started filming, was obviously it was a shock that Ali won against Ziggler. His reaction was as if he beat Roman. You know what I mean? Like if you rolled up Roman. Yeah. Why was, why is Ali so 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 shocked when he is a great wrestler? And I feel like that undermines his character a little bit. And at this point, I'm just nitpicking, but I, I was saying to myself, why is he so shocked? He's a good wrestler and he knows he's a good wrestler. I wouldn't have gone that far in the storyline. But um overall, great match, very entertaining. Good match to follow, Corbin and Sammy. And that led us to a backstage segment with the Miz and Maurice. They were, you know, making out up on each other while, who who was the interviewer? Was it Kathy Kelly? While Kathy Kelly was trying to interview them. Uh, Miz had an envelope, a golden envelope in his hand, stating there's big news. Obviously they need, uh, they need content for next week. So we have, we have to wait till next week for that match and, or not that that match, that segment. And, um, Other than that, what do you think the big news is?
0: I mean, I don't even know. Uh, First thoughts, considering where Miz has kind of played in the role, um, we haven't seen Logan Paul on Raw since Elimination Chamber. Yep. Um, So definitely could be Logan Paul. Could be. Uh, That could be the big news, I guess, even though it's not really a shock. Uh, Other than that, maybe a big return but again i'm trying to think of who's like injured who'd be like a shocking return we haven't seen shinsuke nakamura in a while again i'm i'm throwing a like i'm throwing a fishing pole into the atlantic ocean looking for something here so i really don't have any idea um i'm thinking big return maybe logan paul if i'm being more logical uh thought it was good though cuz you're right need content for next week um, so I think to have it like that,
1: Miz TV is always very, spe- very spectacular on Raw. So my, my prediction is actually very, very different than yours. I don't think it's going to be a person necessarily. I, I feel like he's going to either a promote a new movie or TV show or something like that, or B, which is, I think what's going to happen is Maurice is pregnant and he's having a third kid because Maurice was involved in this segment and and usually she's not, you know, hyper involved. Why would she be involved in this segment? Maybe because it has to do with her that I'm just throwing a bone out. It could be a big return. That'd be nice. I have a feeling it's going to be something more self-centered to the Miz and Maurice, but uh, I guess we're going to find out next week. And then after that, we had a, another Cody Rhodes promo. He came out and before he even could say his line, what do you want to talk about? He was interrupted by a neck braced Paul Heyman, who was not in person. He was uh, backstage because he claimed he was too injured. Um, they just went back and forth, not, not even back and forth. It was basically Paul Heyman taking control, uh, making a joke about his wife, getting Cody very, very riled up. And this is the first time since he's been back that we've seen Cody this frustrated. And Cody kept his, uh, kept his composure. Basically said, I'm going to see Roman very soon, and that he's coming for Roman. That's the bottom line. What are your thoughts? Keep it
0: going. Keep it going. Keep it rolling.
1: Keep bringing Heyman there. Keep
0: bringing Cody out. Keep evolving these guys' characters. Make it a huge feud. I mean, big, like, last year at WrestleMania, we had the Brock Lesnar. We had Roman Reigns, and that was awesome. The yeah. match was, yeah, in my opinion. I thought mm-hmm. that match was Pretty poor to what the feud was built up at. So keep building it. Keep building up roads and reigns and then have an absolute insane match at WrestleMania.
1: Very good. And, and here's a question for you, Steve. You know, we're only, we're about a month away from Mania or maybe a month and a week. When are we going to get to see the Roman and Cody face-to-face? Because it, it has to happen sooner or later, right?
0: you think. You yeah. would think it has to happen sometime. Again, we'll talk about this later. Roman Reigns will be on SmackDown next week. Right. You never know.
1: Never know. Because Roman Reigns isn't
0: on TV much. So Cody Rhodes, he does the work. Roman Reigns not really big on the TV. So I think it's going to have to be Cody goes to Roman. I don't think we'll ever see Roman go to Raw and interrupt Cody.
1: Yeah, yeah. Because I, I think Roman's at this level where he doesn't care about Cody. He, he doesn't really give a shit about Cody. And he thinks he's above Cody, so I think it always have to be Cody going to Roman. Um, what, one more thing before we move on to the next segment: Do you think they would dare have them face to face at their match at Rank Mania, and just do continuous segments between Paul and Cody? Maybe, maybe Cody and the Usos. Like, do you first of all, do you think that would happen? And two, do you think that would be a wise decision to have them meet face to face? At WrestleMania. For the first
0: time at WrestleMania? Yes. I think that'd be very poorly planned out. I agree. I think you can't build a feud up like that between two guys who've never seen each other in the ring before. Okay. So, I think you date back to Roman Reigns and Seth Rollins. I mean, those guys were at it all week. Like, face-to-face, they went at it, and then it was a great match. So, I think you have to put these guys face-to-face sooner rather than later. And again, we talk about it every week. We're like, when's it gonna happen? When's it gonna happen? When's it gonna happen? You we through this week, it didn't happen. So you're building it, you're building it. you got to get there eventually. Their first face-off cannot be at WrestleMania,
1: no way. I agree. The, the more hyperactive they both are involved in this story, the better the hype for WrestleMania will be. Um, then we move on to the Elimination Chamber winner, Asuka versus Crazy Nikki Cross. This match was serviceable. It was fine. The big takeaway was the end of the match was when Bianca came out. Oscar gave a nice, scary stare to Bianca and started fizzing with some blue uh, blue I don't I' don't, blue liquid coming out of her mouth. Um, and then uh, Bianca stared back at Oscar, looking really creeped out. I feel like Oscar's new gimmick is going to really play this, you know, the scared factor of Bianca. It's gonna be a good lead up to WrestleMania. Don't know who's gonna win, but um, I'd like to get your thoughts on this little segment as long as your prediction for Wrestlemania
0: uh, prediction for Wrestlemania Guess as good as mine yeah. uh, no real idea Asuka, Bianca, they both could win I can make the e. argument for both of them to win I just want to see a good match this is one of those matches where I'm okay with either of them walking out champion I think they'll both be serviceable maybe it's time that Bianca takes this step back a little bit it's like yeah. the kind of Becky Lynch kind of role that sure. now Becky Lynch is playing. Um, but I think it's all kind of like their revolving door. You don't want to take title. You don't want to make the Raw Women's title move too quickly. So I think it's just moving like that. Um, if I had to give you a prediction, I think Oscar wins. I think yeah. it's been a while since we've seen Oscar have a title. So I think Oscar does win. Yep. Um, in terms of Nikki Cross, not really. Uh, again, good match, serviceable, good wrestler, whatever. Don't really know where she goes from here, but definitely we're going towards Asuka Bianca wrestling.
1: Agreed. And um our next segment segment, which has been breaking the wrestling internet with a more negative comments than positive, is a backstage backstage segment with MVP and OMAS. Basically, MVP was describing how last year couldn't break out of the Hurt Lock. And um basically brought in Omas and said, Next week, you come to Raw and you accept a challenge for WrestleMania. So Brock Lesnar versus Omos on the biggest stage of them all. I mean, I could tell you 90% of the wrestling community is not happy with this match. They definitely want, you know, something along the lines of Lesnar versus Gunther or even Lesnar versus Wyatt. So what are your thoughts on the booking of this match? And do you think, because it's not confirmed yet, even though people like Dave Belzer are saying that it is confirmed, do you think that he will accept this match? Definitely think he accepts it. Yeah, definitely.
0: definitely do. Really. Um. Yeah. Weird. Uh. Again, we talked after them at the after the Elimination Chamber, and when that Brock Lesnar and Bobby Lashley match ended, we were like, okay, Brock lost, so now go towards Gunther. Bobby Lash focused on Bray Wyatt. So I think it's very weird to kind of have Omos kind of out of nowhere, just kind of challenge Brock Lesnar. Again, we talked about this um, a little while before, me and you. Uh, I don't really know how Omos gets these kind of opportunities. Like, how is Omos getting a call out of Brock Lesnar? I mean, we haven't seen a big Omos match since November. So it's just like how, where, we haven't even barely see him on TV. Like, why is he getting this all of a sudden? Great call out to go fight Brock Lesnar at WrestleMania. Um, but I think, yeah, the booking's weird. Brock Lesnar matches are what they are, so this match, if happens, will not go more than five minutes. So, do not get your hopes up that it'll go more than five minutes. Um, it will end quick, it'll probably end fishy, weird. Uh, but yeah, just weird match again. Not really something I'm excited for for WrestleMania, but
1: yeah, I- I'm still really hoping that they end up wrapping that and Brock Lesnar says I'm not versing you and maybe he'll do a program with Gunther after all. I don't think it's gonna happen because um, Gunther is gonna verse the winner of uh live event Royal Rumble uh, a uh, live event battle royale match they're doing in Canada I believe but back to the point this is gonna be the typical Brock Lesnar match like you said. You know, especially because you're versing another man who's 7'4 and can't really put on a match more than 10 minutes. It's, it's just going to be five minutes of s- s- finisher spam. I'm not very – as much as I love Brock Lesnar and I don't mind Omos, I'm not very excited. Especially because Omos, the way they book him is he's 7'4. We don't have to build him up because he's already built up considering he's 7'4. I don't think that's true. He needs to be more active on the roster. He needs to have a match a week. And not versing these jobbers, these local jobbers that, you know, get destroyed. Um, really weird booking decision. I'm convinced maybe Vince had something to do with this because he has been slightly active on that side of things. And if Triple H did, you know, completely book this, very, very shockingly bad booking decision. But who knows? They could put on Fireworks. Triple H could say, hey, I want you guys to fight at WrestleMania, but you have to put on a serviceable 10-minute-plus match with actual wrestling moves beside your finishers. Um, I could go on for for days about this, but, you know, I feel like we we feel the same about this. Next, we have Seth Rollins versus The Miz. Um, good match. I thought it was a very, very good match. Seth Rollins doing his thing. The... the Key takeaway from this match, I feel like, is the the violence that Seth Rollins put on The Miz to the point where the referee had to stop the match. I think he gave him three stumps. I like this because it it really builds up that ferocity towards Logan Paul because he does not want to hear Logan Paul. He does not want to verse Logan Paul, but he will end up versing Logan Paul. So that being said, what are your thoughts on you know the un- the unusual violence i would say from Seth Rollins how to make Seth
0: Rollins a little bit more angry mm-hmm. it's good to keep building it towards that um and that match like i said is going to be so good but yeah i think it was a good three stomps ref stoppage I feel bad for the miz man the miz just gets killed every week i mean he's a laughing every single week dude every single he just week he gets killed but he loves it out there and i mean
1: you could always count on the miz so yeah, and, and just to piggyback off what you're saying, I feel like even though on paper Seth Rollins is a billion times better than Logan Paul, like in the story, I feel like it's going to be such a barn burner that they're going to start comparing it to, you know, the uh, crown, crown jewel match, Logan Paul versus Roman Reigns. And I feel like Seth Rollins is one of those guys that could, could carry my 14 year old dog in a wrestling match. You know what I mean? He could just carry anyone he works with, he's that good. And he's going to do no less at WrestleMania, and I'm very, very excited for this match. Next, we had Bailey's talk show, which is called Ding Dong Hello. Um, her special guest were Damage Control, her tag team that she's been hyping up since uh, SummerSlam. Basically, just hyping them up as, as usual, calling them the best tag team, woman tag team to ever exist, which is obviously not true. It was interrupted by Becky, and we found out Becky was not alone. That is when Lita came, just like she did at Raw, not Raw's 30, uh, at the Raw that was in Orlando during the cage match. Um, this is good. They came in, talked some smack, and basically challenged damage control for the titles next week. That should be a good match. And and before I uh, pass the mic to you, this could set up something bigger, such as Tristratus, Lita, and a Becky Lynch versus Damage Control at WrestleMania. So, so first I want to get your thoughts on you know their challenge, and second I want to get your thoughts on possible WrestleMania plans.
0: The challenge is great. Uh, I think again, when was the last time we saw the titles defended?
1: Oh man, it might have my the one the one that I can remember is Crown Jewel and they won it back, but. Like someone said, those titles have been those titles have been collecting dust. So I'm not even sure.
0: Yeah, I, so I think this is great. I think it's great to go to RAW next week and you bring Lita, you bring Becky Lynch in. We know they're not gonna win. That'd be a terrible decision to have Becky Lynch and Lita win the tag team titles. If we come back here next week and we have new tag team champions, I'm gonna freak out. Yeah. Like you cannot absolutely give Lita Becky Lynch the titles right now. No way. But I think it's good because it's two big guys, two big superstars that are gonna elevate, the, hopefully, elevate those titles and make them make other tag teams want it. Like Damage Control, yeah, Dakota and Neo they're fantastic, but they gotta find people that want to fight them for it. So I think you gotta keep elevating it. Um, in terms of WrestleMania, I think it's sick. Becky Lynch, Lita, and Trish Stratus. I mean, talk about the. Dream Team Trio. I mean, wow. Uh, And then you're going to put them against damage control. uh, If it happens, could be an unbelievable match. Um, I don't know if it's going to happen. But if it does, I mean, that'd be unbelievable. I was seeing that. Like, that's crazy. Because you got to think, what is Becky Lynch's route to WrestleMania? It's obviously not going to be for a singles title. So it's got to be somewhere else. So I think heading in that direction would be great booking. Great creative.
1: Yeah, I completely agree. And and obviously, I agree with you that there's no chance they win. And and if they do, then that'd just be passing along the tag titles, you know, amongst teams every couple months or so. And and those tag titles have already had such a bad reputation. They'd, they'd have an even worse one if Becky and Lita won. As much as on paper, people would want them to win. Um, next, we're going to go into... Chad Gable versus Bronson Reed. They had a little backstage segment uh, with the whole modeling thing. Chad Gable wants to be a model, but obviously Otis is the one that's gonna be the model for maximum male models, which we'll discuss uh, in a bit after the end of this match. Bronson Reed basically came along, making fun of them, blah, blah, blah. That ran right into their match. Very good match. Chad Gable is the worker of all workers. And he just, eats losses every week, and it's really unfortunate when that happens. But uh, it was a great matchup. Bronson Reed, obviously, I'm so over on him. He gained a lot of steam after, after the elimination chamber. And, and actually, when he made his entrance, I, I heard a bit of a crowd reaction, which is good, but we're getting towards that big crowd reaction for someone like Bronson Reed. who's a very, very good guy and totally deserves all the cheers he can get. Um, the end of result of this match was Bronson Reed winning via Tsunami. And on the side, Otis was talking to Maxine of Maximum Male Male Models. I believe she gave him a business card. That's gonna set up a nice little comedy gimmick with Otis who could always run those comedy gimmicks. And I'd like to get your thoughts on the match as well as the possible fusion of Otis and Maximum Male Models.
0: Uh, The match, like you said, I think those are two great workers. Chad Cable just eats losses every single week. Um, but he's a great worker. He's a great wrestler. He provides a great show. Bronson Reed, I'm with you. Super over on him right now. He's a superstar. He can do whatever you ask of him. Super excited to see where he goes. Uh, would be an interesting match. Bronson Reed against Otis, which I think we might have.
1: Next, oh, next week. week for sure, yeah.
0: Right. Um, so I think we definitely get that next week. That would be a fun match against two big guys. who's battled out. Uh in terms of the whole model thing, I don't know. I think it's stupid. Uh I think uh whoever who are the current ones? Uh the guy that used to be T Bar or Mace, whatever in Retribution. Massé oh, and
1: must say Mansoir. Yeah, I, I mean, that's
0: just dumb. I mean, they're fishing for nothing. Uh so yeah, I think that's kind of dumb. I'd love to see Chad Cable get a push. Uh, he's not going to, but If Otis wants to stray away, maybe that's what Chad Gable needs to get a push. I don't know. But yeah, the whole model thing, if it's a side gig for Otis, works, and then bring Chad Gable in, because Chad Gable could be better than the Alpha Academy, I believe.
1: Oh, for sure. He has so much in his future, but they have to start jumping the gun as soon as possible. Um, Next, we have Elias doing his usual Elias promo. Um, His promo this time was basically saying how He is the top performer because he's in some sort of rivalry with Rick Boogs. So basically saying, you know, Boogs, take notes on what I'm about to say. This was interrupted by Bobby Lashley, who beat the living shit out of Elias and proceeded to cut a pretty good promo on how people should keep his name out of his mouth, you know, including Bray Wyatt, who did a promo on Friday Night SmackDown before. Um, And he wants respect. That's his thing. Bobby Lashley wants respect. He's been doing this promo for a while now. He wants respect. He is Bobby Lashley and he has beaten people among the likes of dramatic McIntyre, Buck Lesnar. He deserves his respect. So that's a nice little uh, rebuttal to Bray Wyatt. I'd like to get your thoughts. Do you also think that Elias was a little silly?
0: Yeah. uh, I mean, we were texting about it as was happening, we kind of were just like, why is Elias here? Like, what is yeah. that?" Uh, I get it, Boogs. I don't know if they're gonna tag eventually or they're gonna fight. Not really sure, but yeah, for Elias to kind of be the one to start that was just really weird to me. Um, but then yeah, Lashley coming out, Spear, whatever he did, uh, and then calling out respect, Bray Wyatt. Yeah, absolutely very good for Lashley's character. Uh, very excited for what's to come. Hopefully, WrestleMania, Bobby Lashley, Bray Wyatt.
1: For sure, that that that'd be pretty good. And like you said, this promo could have definitely went without Elias. He, it would have been just as serviceable if Lashley would have just came out, did his promo, and then left. You know, but uh, that's what we got. Good for what it was. And lastly, before we end, we have to talk about the main event. This match was. Originally brought up at the press conference of Elimination Chamber when Theory mentioned he was going to do an open challenge. Edge accepted the open challenge. I think we all knew what was going to happen. It was a great match. Edge is really, really wrestling like he's young again. You know, I told you this in the last episode. He doesn't wrestle like Goldberg and Brock Lesnar, you know, pretty old heads that have five-minute matches and spam finishers. He actually wrestles. He, he uses his arsenal, and he can put on a good – 15 to 20 minute match like this was Um, uh, it ended with Finn Balor getting involved again, like usual, we'll get into that in a bit. I first want to get your reaction on the match itself. And then I also want to hear what you have to say about Finn Balor.
0: Uh, Super, super good match. Theory's fantastic. Edge is fantastic. Uh, Again, you know me, not an edge person. I don't think, don't like it. I don't think it's good. Uh, but I'll give respect where respect is due. He's a great wrestler, and you're right. He'll put on a workhorse match even at his age. Theory is an up-and-coming star, so it was nice to see Edge, Theory, a little combination of styles, combination of generations, just to build Theory up a little bit more to the eventual superstar he's going to become. In terms of Finn Balor, definitely agree with you with, like, the again. Like, he's here again. Um, it's just kind of how they have to go about it. Again, we're definitely going towards an edge in Finn Balor at WrestleMania. Um, so I just think it's how you have to go about it. You have to keep Finn Balor fresh when you talk about Edge, so that the match doesn't lose any steam. Because at WrestleMania, you don't want any of those like commercial matches or those like you know on to the next matches. You want every match, everybody sitting down watching that match. You have got to continue to build the steam. Edge and Finn Balor. Hopefully that is not a regular match. Hopefully we get some type of stipulation. Hell in a cell will be my choice non-sanctioned would be fantastic, no DQ, something just like that. Keep it fun, keep it exciting, keep it fresh.
1: I think there's one way to book this match, Steve, and it's the, I feel like it's the only way to do it without the fans getting bored again, because they they did an Extreme Rules match. I saw it live, it was a great match, Match. I loved it. To go a step further, yes, you do a hell in the sum do but what do you do that makes it so special? The demon Finn Balor. I feel like that is key. If you don't want a repetitive match, you do the demon Finn Balor. That's variety. That's something different. We haven't seen the demon since, uh, I want to say, since the demon fought Roman Reigns. That is how you make this one more step interesting without people getting bored. Because I, I've been listening to the wrestling community, they're sick and tired of this feud. I'm not so much of a stickler. I don't mind Finn Balor. I don't mind Finn vs Edge again because, you know, it's great wrestling. But I feel like the only way to push this match and get people hyped for it is a Hell in the Cell with the Demon Finn Balor, which was originally discussed for um, the Royal Rumble, but did not end up happening.
0: Now, following Raw heading into the February 24th edition of Friday Night SmackDown, uh, we opened up with a pretty fun and interesting six-man tag match. Uh, it was Braun Strowman ricochet and madcap moss against imperium so that is Gunther, vinci and kaiser uh it was a very back and forth match very fun everybody kind of got their little moments uh it ended up with an imperium win very good decision keep that steam for imperium going and of course the, the intercontinental champion gunther uh at some point in the match we did see drew mcintyre on the runway and he didn't do anything he just stood there uh, at the conclusion of the match, Drew took his jacket off, started to make his way until he was attacked from behind by Ivar and Eric of uh, the Viking Raiders. Uh, they took him out uh, until McIntyre was eventually saved by Seamus. Uh, Seamus took out the Viking Raiders, McIntyre took out and then it was the four of them in the ring as we concluded. I uh, would love to hear your thoughts on the match itself and the role that Drew McIntyre might play in the intercontinental title picture.
1: Yeah. Very interesting. Y- you said the word, Steve, fun. This match was so fun to watch. It was great. Very, very, very entertaining. Very good way to start off the show without it being Sammy Zane or the, I thought it was great booking. I could watch a match like this, you know, 20 times in a row. Uh, Okay, Showcase the talents of Strowman, Ricochet, Moss, and then Imperium. Who I, I love Imperium. I'm so over on them. Uh, great match overall. I thought it was very interesting Drew was out. I figured from the moment I saw him, it was for Gunther. And that's probably where we're going to end up going for WrestleMania is either Drew versus Gunther, or what I've heard is Drew, uh, Drew versus Sheamus versus Gunther, which either way, those are both great matches. Obviously, Drew couldn't get his... Wish to stare down Gunther as he was attacked by the Raiders. Good way to continue that feud. Not upset about that. Sheamus came to help him, and then eventually Braun Strowman even had to help. So it ended up with the, uh, the four men of Ricochet, Strowman, Drew, and Sheamus looking strong. Good way to start off the episode. Great match. So I really got to say about it. Very fun. Very fun way to start off the show. Yeah,
0: absolutely. And I think you touched on a great point. I think we're looking towards Gunther against Drew McIntyre or against Sheamus or both. Both would be awesome. Great triple threat match yep. for the title. Cause it makes the intercontinental title. We say it, we said it in the elimination chamber. You want it. You want to fight for it. These mid-level titles are being elevated and it's such a great thing to see with guys like Gunther, Drew McIntyre, and of course, Sheamus. Following that, we had arguably the greatest superstar on, on the roster with a mic in his hand, LA Knight walk out for a little promo um, he didn't really say too many things that were important, just kind of going, you know, blah, 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 blah. Uh, And he wants how he gets to WrestleMania, uh, how he wants to give WrestleMania an LA night moment. Uh, he was interrupted by The New Day, fresh off their NXT tag team title run. This is their first appearance on main level television. Uh, this led to a match between him and Kofi Kingston. And Kofi picked up a surprising victory. Uh, I was definitely shocked. I would like to know if you were surprised to have LA Knight lose in one of these impromptu matches.
1: So first of all, I I don't know if I would have chose the New Day to be the rival of LA on this specific episode. But that being said, the match was a great match. It, you know, showed, obviously we knew Kofi was talented, but we haven't really seen a lot of LA Knight in the ring on the main roster, really showed his talent. He, had his, he has a couple of new moves, I believe, that he's trying out. I think it was a great match, but like you said, very interesting they would make LA Knight lose this match. I I do not agree with it at all. I think it's a poor booking decision. You have LA Knight, who's red hot. Red hot. He is so over. The crowd loves him. Great on the mic. He just ate a loss to it, right? And you have him lose to Kofi Kingston. I, I don't understand where the logic of that comes, especially when we're about a month away from WrestleMania. So I feel like that that kind of loses him a ton of steam. And I don't know what they're gonna do. Are they gonna do a rematch with him and Kofi next week? I, personally, I think it should end there and have him venture out and find his WrestleMania match. But I think it was a very poor booking decision. Would, would you agree with that, Steve?
0: Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Definitely very surprising to see LA Knight lose. Because uh, you're right, he's so over. And yeah, he lost to Bray Wyatt, but everything that Bray Wyatt was was because of LA Knight. Like, there's no feud, there's no LA Knight. Um, so I think for him to lose was definitely shocking. This definitely feels like this is the end. It's just a one one and done, impromptu match. Just kind of throw it out there. Entertainment. Uh, and then we're going to look towards seeing who he's got on uh, at WrestleMania when we do, in fact, get there. Um, after that, uh, was the first face to face between the 2023 Women's Royal Rumble winner Rhea Ripley and the current SmackDown Women's Champion Charlotte Flair. These two will do battle in Hollywood at WrestleMania. At first, we had Dominic come out. Of course, we did. Dominic said a few things to Charlotte. Charlotte said a few things to Dom. Kind of boring, blah blah blah. And then Rhea came in. Rhea didn't really say anything. She looked at Charlotte. And then Dom pulled her away, then she came back, and then Dom pulled her away, and that was it. So it's just a really weird, like, first face-to-face. I feel like I feel like you want to have both women on the match. You don't need Dominic Mysterio there. Um, I think the match is everything that it's going to be without Dom. So a little weird to have a face-to-face first time like that in that type of match environment. Rhea doesn't speak.
1: Now, what I do agree with is very interesting how they've been advertising this face-to-face for maybe two weeks now. But the, it wasn't really much. She looked into her eyes for about ten seconds, left, came back, then left again. I would have much rathered after. Rhea entered the ring, have a a, a mic promo. You, you talk, you talk some trash to each other. You know what I mean? It was it was her and Dom versus Charlotte. You could have gotten some really really good, <clears throat> really really good on mic promo there, and and I think they missed out, especially since they've been advertising it for. You know, two weeks and everyone was looking forward to it. I feel like it was a little lackluster, but at the end of the day, um, it it was it was fine. You know, I feel like we we're all expecting more, but it is what it is. Yeah, absolutely,
0: it is what it is. Um, and then we had Natalia and Shayna Baszler. We got a little glimpse of the Twitter war that they were on before the match started. Again, this has been going on for quite some time. Uh, Nat- Natalia was accompanied to the ring by Tegan Knox. Shayna Baszler was accompanied to the ring by Ronda Rousey. Uh, this match was pretty, eh. you know, Natalia's not too great, Baszler's not what she once was. Uh, to be honest with you, I don't even remember who won this match, I believe it was Baszler. Um, uh, and then again, we saw Rousey yell at Tegan Knox a little bit, so I'm sure we'll see those two fight next week. Or no, we're seeing all of them, right? Tag team, it's gonna be be a tag match, so a tag match um that'll be interesting to see I don't know thoughts on Natalia first of all and then again Tegan Knock's not important so I guess I want to hear your thoughts on Natalia and then what's going on with Shayna Baszler and Ron Rousey as a tag
1: team so to, to preface my my opinion I respect Natalia and all she's done for the women's division since you know 2010 or whenever it was I'm really not over on her uh, her her ring skills from her mic skills are fine, but her rig skills just—I'm really not over on. It's—it's it's just simple as that. She's not—not my cup of tea. Um, the match, like you said, was really eh. uh. In terms of Shayna Baszler and Ronda Rousey, I'm cool with them being a tag team as long as you know Ronda Rousey actually decides to try, and actually wrestle. Um, and moreover to Baszler, I'm just—it it actually hurts me. Like, it hurts me to see Baszler being such a mid card fighter. When we all know she was such a badass in her NXT days and her old, when she had her old theme, when she was presented as more of a badass would, would walk up to the ring, like Goldberg on, on the Titan Tron. It was such a missed opportunity after her feud with Becky Lynch during the pandemic. It's so downhill. Hopefully they could build this tag team up. They'll win the titles. It'll build both of them up. And then when they eventually do to their separate ways, you know, Shannon will be what she once was again. That's all I really have to say about this. It was kind of the, you know, bathroom break of SmackDown, but, you know, we we move on.
0: Yeah, absolutely. We move on. Uh, Again, I definitely see Baser and Rousey battling it out, tag team titles eventually, uh, in terms of Natalya and Tegan Knox, I'm not really sure what next for them. Tegan Knox, she's pretty good, so I I hope she gets a little singles push. Um, Moving on. We had our first appearance of the Firefly Funhouse. So that is the TV show, I guess you call it, uh, that Bray Wyatt runs. Really weird funhouse. Like not many words were spoken, a lot of screaming, a lot of flashy images, a lot of a lot of headaches is what it was. Um, so I just wanted to get your thoughts on what you thought about the Firefly Funhouse this week.
1: I felt like I took mushrooms and I was watching television. That that's what it felt like. That was the trippiest Firefly finals we've ever gotten. That being said, I'm just I'm a Mark for Bray Wyatt. I love everything he puts out in terms of you know backstage segments and promos. Um, I thought it was really interesting. They always find a way to push the envelope with these segments, and I, I feel like they did it today. Like venturing off to a game show, you know, venturing off beside, beside the Firefly Funhouse itself. I don't even think we got any significant beside the Firefly Funhouse, but I thought it was a good a good little segment. I think the main takeaway is Bray Wyatt has some sort of secret. He has dirt on somebody, and I feel like it's Bobby Lashley. It could be Uncle Howdy, but he has a secret. I'm assuming that secret will be revealed in the coming weeks, you know, knowing WWE, they'll probably drag it out toward WrestleMania, but um, it, it's tough to say with, with something like this. It's just you kind of just have to sit back and see it play out.
0: Yeah, by all means, absolutely. Uh, heading into the end of the show, Ray Mysterio went one on one with Karrion Cross. Uh, in a feud that built for quite some time again Karen Cross made some comments to Ray sat around his being a father and of course Dominic uh in this match it was pretty interesting uh Karen Cross and Ray Mysterio they look like they have some chemistry when you put them in the ring together uh and they produced a pretty solid match uh Ray Mysterio had carrying Cross lined up for a 619 uh the first time Scarlet flipped over into the ring the second time Dominic, caught his father's legs throwing him to the ground, wanting him to hit him. Uh Ray Mysterio ended up not hitting him, uh, which led to a carrying cross victory. Uh Carry Cross left the ring. We were left with just Ray and Dom. Uh and we finally got to see a little face face, a little altercation, a little physical, because we were definitely heading towards a Ray versus Dom match. Uh Dom shoved Ray, I believe four times saying, hit me, hit me, hit me. Ray. Looked like he almost had tears in his eyes. He did not hit his son. He went under the bottom rope in complete distraught as he walked to the back.
1: Yeah, and um, good to go back to Cross and Mysterio, when I first saw this match was being booked, I, I kind of asked myself why, considering we already saw it. But because of how it played out with, you know, that little spot with Charlotte and then Dominic getting involved, I feel like it was a, a good way to display their second match. I think in terms of pure wrestling, their first match was a little better. But this was obviously a more eventful match. Um, after this, I, I don't think we should really get any more Cross and Mysterio. But like you said, this is certainly lining up for a few between Dominic and Ray. Uh, it was a very good segment. I, I thought for a second that Ray was going to snap. But you do have a month and a week towards WrestleMania. So you still have time to build that up. Um, We talked about this last week that we we don't necessarily think Dominic is ready to step in the ring with his dad. However, we are probably going to get that, and I'm sure it'll be a serviceable match. Um, I think what the crowd is going to be looking for, though, is Ray's moment when he snaps. That's going to get a huge reaction. That's going to be all over social media, and um, I I can't wait to see what they do.
0: Yeah, I think they have to book that correctly. Again, it looked like maybe he would snap, but you had a lot of time to build that up. So I think when you eventually Ray snaps, when eventually we get Ray and Dom at WrestleMania, I think that has the way Ray snaps has to be good. It has to go over really well with the crowd because that'll give the match enough steam where Dominic and Dominic trying to wrestle with his dad will be serviceable, like you said. To end the night, we did not have a match, we had instead a promo. Uh, it started out with Jimmy Uso walking out by himself, one half of the undisputed tag team champions. Uh, as he spoke, he spoke directly to his brother because his brother, he believed, was not there until we saw a hooded Sami Zayn. No music came right down from the crowd, hopped into the ring, uh, and it was just the two of them. They went. They had a good war of words. They had a really good, strong war of words. Uh, they talked about family and brotherhood. Um, until we saw Jey Uso all the way at the top, uh, looking down on both his brother and Sami Zayn. Uh, while Sami Zayn had a te- momentary lapse of judgment, while he was looking up at Jay, Jimmy took him out. Uh, Jay slowly began to walk down as Jim was pummeling. Uh, then Jimmy got to the opposite end of the ring, slammed on the ring post, and was like, come on, come on, join in with me. To which, like you said, Sami Zayn, uh, did one of those out of nowhere Huluva kicks right onto Jimmy Uso uh, and then Solo Sokoa the younger brother of the Usos ran down to which forced Sami Zayn out of the ring and the show ended with Jay Uso in one corner, Sami Zayn in another corner and Solo and Jimmy standing together inside of the ring a lot to unpack uh, thoughts
1: I mean what's new it's another amazing bloodline segment and this segment specifically um, made me, and I'm assuming the rest of the WWE universe, excited for next week, considering Roman will be on the show. Uh, I like I like the the look of Jimmy coming out alone. He doesn't have his brothers. How, how do I say this? He's he's not united with his brother as he once was. Obviously, there's there's some break in the chemistry going on there. Um, it was it was interesting to see Sammy come out of the crowd. I like when he does that um it really puts some sort of secrecy that he even though he's free cuz he he had his match at elimination chamber he still feels like he needs to sneak around friday night smackdown because the bloodline is taking over right um this promo was great i love how they really really expressed family they both have different definitions of family on one hand jimmy thinks sammy stabbed his For that time, family in the back by hitting Roman with the chair at Royal Rumble. But Sammy thinks that he was betrayed by Roman by constantly testing him, testing his trust, constantly manipulating him. So those those two have conflicting definitions of family. Then you see Jay come out. We don't know where Jay is, and we still don't know. And I think it's smart that you didn't have Jay get involved. He was just at the distance. He was there but you know something's going on inside his head. You know he's easily conflicted. That lets the story go on, and that is probably going to end up coming to a – a. Um, it's going to end up becoming eventful at Friday Night SmackDown. Um, I can't wait for Roman to show up. He's going to have to put Jay in line because Jimmy did not. I wonder if Samuel will show up. I wonder if Cody will show up. I wonder if KO will show up. A lot to look forward to for the next week's SmackDown. And um, any other thoughts with this?
0: Uh, No, I mean, I definitely thought this was one of our better SmackDowns uh, that we've seen in quite some time. I think a lot of action and a lot of great storytelling we saw, whether that be with Drew McIntyre, whether that be with Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair, whether that be with Dominic and Ray, And then, of course, the ending segment. Very excited for Roman Reyes to come next week. Uh, so I'm sure our next episode is going to be super eventful to whatever happens in that segment for this episode, though, that will be all uh, raw and SmackDown is in this episode. Make sure to go check out the NXT episode. Make sure to download both like the stream ratings, follows everything. We do have a Twitter and Instagram. Now the Twitter will be used to post live reactions and updates. Uh, that is at table wrestling, the, broken table instagram which is broken table insta that will have more stuff about us uh we look forward to joining you guys next week for a whole nother week of raw nxt and smackdown thank you all so much for listening have a good one